live right now. Hey, we're live. Everybody got me? Live. Let's go, baby. Every man do their job. 111. 12 caliber defense. Let's go. No overthinking, right? Go play some ball. Go play some football. It's an exciting time to be a Buffalo Bill and a fan of the Buffalo Bills. Welcome, everybody, to week 15 of the Sean McDermott Show, presented by Connors and Ferris, your workers' comp attorneys. Sean, thanks, as always, for joining us. You're coming off a huge win over the Steelers, who are one of the top two teams in the National Football League by way of their record. And a lot of critics are calling this a statement win, but what did you learn about your football team? Well, you know, I'm not sure what a statement win is, honestly, Steve. Uh, I think that term's been being thrown out there about our games this past season, and that's fair. I, I, you know, I think the bigger thing is it's number 10. It was number 10, and now we're focused on number 11. Give our players and coaches and staff a tremendous amount of credit for the plan that was put in place and executed at a high level. Well, the offense got off to a really slow start against Pittsburgh, and then Taron Johnson snagged a pick six right before halftime. What did that interception do to energize your team, knowing that they were going to get the football right after the half? Yeah, I thought it was a pivotal moment in the game. You know, great call by Leslie Frazier, well executed uh, by the entire defense. And, you know, those plays don't happen by themselves. A lot of times the rush has to complement the coverage and vice versa. And I thought that's what happened really on, on both of our takeaways. Yeah, well, right after the halftime, you got Steph Diggs involved. And really that ignited your entire offense. Diggs had six catches for 83 yards and a touchdown in the third quarter. What adjustments did you make at halftime to get him and your offense going in the third quarter. It's great communication and collaboration overall, Steve, at halftime with the offensive staff, the players, and just came out with a different attitude. You know, Josh was able to get into a rhythm that our offensive line did a better job in the second half, right from the start, establishing the line of scrimmage, which is what you need to do to play winning football. Well, Steph Diggs can't get going if Josh Allen doesn't get going. Josh was 10 of 10 for 116 yards and two touchdowns in the third quarter alone. And after he found Diggs for the touchdown, then he came back and found Gabe Davis for a touchdown on the next drive. How did Josh's bounce back from the first half and turn things around, arguably, against the top defense in the National Football League? How did that happen? I think that's really the cool part about the way we played in the second half is, is that things, yeah, things didn't go our way. We were a little bit more challenged than we wanted to be or not in a rhythm offensively in the first half. But when you can make those adjustments, when you can play yourself through it, I think that says a lot about our group and, and the communication obviously was there. And you, you don't want to hold those adjustments and you don't want to turn on the film on Monday morning and say, oh, man, I wish I would have seen that. We saw what was going on. We adjusted and the players executed. Another player, Levi Wallace, had one of the biggest plays of the game and somewhat sealed the victory for you with his interception in the fourth quarter. He made a great play on a deep ball and one-on-one coverage against James Washington, who had beaten him earlier in the game for a touchdown. What can you say about the way Levi stepped up big for you in the fourth quarter? Well, I think it goes back to his week of practice, Steve. He really had a great week of practice and, and uh, was focused on really growing throughout the week and, and love that attitude and, and that mindset that he embraces. And he went out, executed his technique and played at a very high level. And he was certainly being tested uh, as was Josh Norman, but I thought the two of them combined did a really good job, Levi making that big play at the end for us. Well, after the Levi Wallace interception, your offense went to work and you didn't let Pittsburgh touch the ball for the final seven minutes and 11 seconds. You threw the ball, you ran the ball, and really couldn't be stopped. How did it feel 
to see your offense put together a game-closing drive of that magnitude? Well, it was fun to watch. It really was. That's why we practice the way we do. And uh, sometimes people wonder why. Well, that's why. That's why we go in pads and, and work against each other, ones versus ones, and, and do our run drill like we do or like we've been able to do most of the year. And, and that's got to continue down the stretch here for us. Well, Coach, your defense held the Steelers in check on third down. They were just one of ten in the game. It's pretty incredible. What was your key to slowing the Steelers down on third down? How did you plan to carry that into your upcoming game plans? Well, I just think overall our players took a, a good game plan sculpted by our defensive staff, Leslie Frazier, and they added their signature to it. You know, they played physical, they played fast, they complemented one another, as I mentioned before. And, and to get a Hall of Fame quarterback to go one for 10 basically on third downs is tough. But uh, I give our guys a lot of credit, man. They came out and they understood what we had to do to win the game and they, and they, uh, they executed. You know, your offensive line did a great job handling the pass rush of the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are arguably the best team getting after the quarterback. You only allowed one sack and Daryl Williams neutralized T.J. Watt. What did your coaching staff do to prepare for a team like the Steelers and their pass rush, and what adjustments did you have to make to slow them down? Well, number one, it starts with us. I thought our offensive staff always starts with a good plan of, hey, you know, what do we do best, and, and uh, let's start with that. And then, you know, who, who do they have that can, that can ruin the game plan? And certainly T.J. Watt and, and Hayward and, and their group on, on that defense, very talented defense, can ruin game plans in a hurry. And, and, uh, and that's where the adjustments come in. It's, it's one thing to have a plan, and, it's another thing to be able to adjust through the course of the game. Thanks, Coach. We'll catch up with you later in the show and get your final thoughts on your upcoming match with the Denver Broncos. Chopping Wood is presented by St. Bonaventure University, the official education provider of the Buffalo Bills. Welcome back to the Sean McDermott Show, and it's time now to break down the film in another edition of Chopping Wood with our good friend Eric Wood. E. The Bills got off to a slow start offensively, but the defense got them their first touchdown, and then the offense got rolling in the second half. What were the biggest difference makers for the Bills against the Steelers? Well, I'll say early on in the game, when you're facing the best defense in the NFL, the offense is going to need a little time to get some traction. Well, the defense provided a bunch of stops in the first half, and they also provided a touchdown, which in a half that you only score three points as an offense, it's great to go into the half with a lead. Yeah, well, let's start with this pick six by Taron Johnson before the half. Yeah, Taron Johnson does a great job here. He keeps his eyes on Ben the whole way. A bunch set, which is what the Steelers had to start this play, is a tough formation for defensive backs to always diagnose. There's a lot of moving parts in front of him. He does a great job of jumping the route, catching the football, which both sets of receivers early in the game had trouble doing, and then he takes it to the house. Later on, we got a glimpse of Stephon Diggs in this first half. He caught a slant on a third and three. Then he bounced off a big hit from Minka Fitzpatrick for a 23-yard game. The Bills desperately needed a first down at this point in the game. They were already down seven. They couldn't give the Steelers defense the ball right back. And Stephon Diggs is the guy you got to go to in this situation. You know, he's he's got two guys in that area. He bounces off Minka Fitzpatrick, gets another 20-plus yards on the ground himself. And throughout the night, Stephon Diggs was too much for the Steelers to handle. You know, the Bills got it together over halftime, and they came out firing in the third quarter. Josh connected with Diggs four times on the first drive after half, and the fourth one went for this 19-yard touchdown. 
Twice on this drive, Stephon Diggs made cornerbacks fall, and the, the moisture in Orchard Park uh, might have lent some of that to it, but he was also running incredible routes. Once the DB falls here, Stephon Diggs sees the opening of the defense, splits the safeties, and does a great job of capping off this drive for a touchdown. Yeah, so the defense forces a three and out, and then Josh and Diggs go right back to work on the next drive. This one goes for 22 yards on a first and 10. Yeah, the Steelers were out there three linebackers heading into this game. So the middle of the field is an area they wanted to attack. But in order to attack that area with your receivers, you got to have protection. The protection wasn't always there in the first half. Well, here it was. They run a play action. And as Moss sat in front of the linebacker, they created a huge opening for Diggs right behind him. Yeah, and then on the very next play, Josh came back to Diggs again. And this one went for 19 yards as well. Yeah, this, this route concept, this is extremely tough for a defensive back. And this is basically Josh and Diggs just understanding and having trust that Diggs is going to sit in an open zone. He, he makes a couple different moves trying to sell that he's going to run an over route all the way across the field. And that's what the safety thought. And as the linebacker broke when Josh went to release, he thought the exact same thing. And sure enough, Diggs is sitting behind him on the play. As well then in the fourth quarter, the Steelers looked poised for maybe a comeback. And then Levi Wallace comes up with the enormous interception. Levi Wallace was beat earlier in the game by Washington for a touchdown. And he does a great job of staying with this play and then making an incredible play on the ball in the air. Would have liked to seen him put a little bit better effort in on the return. Uh, and I, I'm mainly kidding there. But he does a great job of making a play on the ball. And if, if they're going to get cornerback play like this across from Tredavious White for the remainder of the season, then the Bills defense is going to be in great shape. It was great to see the Bills get a statement win. And Eric, thanks for doing this with us. Thanks for chopping wood again this week. For sure. Thanks, Steve. Maddie Glab here with this week's game preview. The 10-3 Bills are heading to the Mile High City to face the 5-8 Broncos in a Week 15 matchup. With a win, the Bills would win the AFC East for the first time since 1995. Buffalo will be taking on a Denver offense that ranks low in several categories. They average just under 20 points per game, which is 29th in the league, and have the most giveaways in the NFL with 29. Quarterback Drew Locke has thrown 13 touchdowns and 13 interceptions. He also has the worst completion percentage at 57.3%, but they still manage to have big play success. The Broncos have 55 plays of 20 or more yards. The Broncos' defense allows close to 27 points a game, ranking 23rd amongst other teams. The Bills are coming off a win against the Steelers where two receivers in Cole Beasley and Stephon Diggs both hit career highs in receiving yards for a single season. Diggs is also the first receiver this year to make it to 100 receptions. Buffalo ranks ninth, averaging 27.6 points per game and has the third best passing offense, averaging 272.8 passing yards a game. Josh Allen has the sixth best completion percentage in the NFL, completing passes 68.8% of the time. The Bills Bills defense has takeaways in eight straight games and multiple takeaways in four of the last five. They currently tie for fourth with 21 takeaways this year. Over the last seven games, the Bills tie for ninth, allowing only 21.9 points per game and rank second, allowing a third down conversion rate of only 31.3%. The Bills lead the series against the Broncos 22-16-1, winning the last two matchups. That's this week's game preview. Steve, back to you.
Thanks as always, Maddie. Coach, you're coming off back-to-back primetime wins. You now have a different kind of primetime game this week against the Broncos on Saturday. How much does the slightly shorter week impact your preparation, and how would you say your team has adjusted to playing in the national spotlight? I'll take the latter part of that question first here. It's, you know, the, the, the biggest thing for us is, is getting into a good routine. And, and I think our players have adjusted nicely to these shortened weeks and, and, and getting the rest that they have to have to have to go out there and play good football. And, and so it's a continual adjustment, but you know, you got to be comfortable being uncomfortable. And, and that's what, that's what happens down the stretch. And so real, real proud of the guys and listen, there's, there's challenges every week and we just got to embrace the challenge and find a way to, to get it done. Well, with a win, you could clinch your first AFC East title and the first for the franchise in 25 years. How important is that to you and your guys in the locker room? Well, it's one of our goals for the season. Um, you know, it's it's important that we win number 11. That's really what our focus uh, is all about this week. And uh, we're happy that we have the chance and opportunity to do that. And, you know, I think the bigger thing is, is what it would mean to our fan base and, and, uh, and our ownership and our organization as a whole. Uh, as competitors, uh, you know, we're focused on number 11. All right. Thanks, Coach. Good luck this week against Denver. We're going to be back next week to recap your game against the Broncos and preview your Week 16 matchup against the New England Patriots. Everybody at home, thanks for watching the Sean McDermott Show presented by Connors and Ferris. And as always, go Bills. Final Thoughts is presented by your local Toyota dealers. The Sean McDermott Show is presented by Connors and Ferris, your workers' comp attorneys. By Independent Health, you deserve the red shirt treatment. And by your local Toyota dealers.